In the name of Jesus, amen. Shh, don't tell anyone about it. That's not the kind of instruction that you're probably used to hearing when it comes to living out your faith, right? Especially not in a sermon. We Christians were sent out into the world as heralds. You and I are supposed to go and tell out this good news of the Savior that God has sent for all nations. Now, just a few weeks back, we heard Jesus declare his followers to be that which salts the earth, that which brings light to the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. But that doesn't seem to reconcile with what Jesus tells us in today's gospel text. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them, for then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. It sounds like Jesus is saying to keep it secret. In fact, Jesus uses some form of the Greek word kryptos, secret or hidden, six times. That's where we get our prefix crypto, like in cryptography or cryptocurrency. Don't tell anyone about it. So, what's it supposed to be, Jesus? Am I meant to live as a beacon for everyone to see? Or to do good works and salt the earth as a secret agent? Yes. The answer is yes. The message of the transfiguration of our Lord still stands. Jesus made his followers witnesses. You and I are to tell and show of all that he's done to bring the rescue that we and our world need. This witnessing, it, it happens in your words. It happens in your actions. These are ways in which you reflect the light of Christ out into the darkness. In living to bless your neighbor, you point to God's grace for all of us and for our messed up world. Your faith and how you live it, they are meant to be seen. But as you go, as you go and live out your faith, remember what Jesus has told us today. You've got to be on guard so that you don't end up putting your words and acts of righteousness on display in order to impress other people. That's the trap that the devil sets for us. Vanity, excessive pride in our achievements. Because why go incognito when you can be high profile? It feels good. It feels good to be appreciated, to be recognized for what you've done. Now, someone might notice and appreciate your good work on their own. There's nothing wrong with that. The problem that Jesus highlights arises when you make a show of what you're doing. You're calling attention to yourself. You're pursuing the praise of the world. And that, that is vanity at play. That's sin in your heart striving against God's work in you. Be on guard as you 
practice your righteousness. Don't tell anyone about it. When it comes down to it, you can seek out approval from your fellow human beings, or you can seek it before the Lord. So that being said, what's the deal with the mark of the cross right there on our foreheads this Ash Wednesday? They're not subtle. They're pretty much the exact opposite of secret. But that's okay. Remember what the cross signifies. You are mortal. You're under the curse of sin. You are dust, and to dust you shall return. You need a savior, a rescuer, and you have one. His name is Jesus. God's son went to the cross for you, taking your place. He who was without sin became sin for you. He did it publicly for all the world to see, not out of vanity, but out of ultimate humility. The cross of ashes that you have there on your forehead, it is an outward sign of the hope that you have in Christ. It's not there to capture the praise of the world. It's there because God loves the world in this way, that he sent his son to bring life to the dead. The cross is there because God loves you. The cross leads us into Lent. On Ash Wednesday, we acknowledge our sin. We repent of it. Seek God's forgiveness. In the 40-day season ahead of us, a time which serves as a reminder of Jesus' 40 days in the wilderness before the start of his public ministry, prepare for Holy Week and Easter. Reflect on the epic scope of God's love for you and for the people around you. For centuries before us, Christians have often stepped up the practice of fasting during the time of Lent. Now, Jesus' hearers, they were far more familiar with observing a fast than most of us 21st century Americans. Fasting, giving up a meal or two, or intentionally setting aside something you enjoy, that can be a good thing. It's a spiritual discipline to bring your body and your desires under conscious control. And truth, we do well to have this discipline as a regular part of our Christian living in our culture of mass consumption. Now, you don't have to take this on. It is not a requirement of salvation. But if you do choose to give up something this Lent, whether it's a meal or two each week or chocolate or meat or beer or even social media, see if you can do it without talking about it. Practicing those spiritual disciplines that commonly come with Lent, prayer, fasting, works of love. You can be both a beacon for everyone to see and do good works that salt the earth as a secret agent. Remember the cross seeking not the praise of the people around you, but God's approval in Christ. Don't concern yourself with getting rewarded. God is going to sort it all out in the end. But this Lenten tide, practice secret righteousness. 
And if you can, don't tell anyone about it. Experience and share the grace that comes through the cross to the glory of God. Amen.